Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engaged podcast, where we go in-depth with practical ways for you to pray, vote, and engage. Each week we are uploading the audio recording of our weekly Psalms Bible study. This week we covered Psalm 6. To sign up for the Bible study, please visit our website at christiansengaged.org forward slash events. are with us it's a good morning i hope your team won the super bowl right <laughs> if not it's okay I'm still on the throne yes he is <laughs> i was kind of going for the chiefs just because i have a little prayer room in kansas city i like to hang out at so i have a affinity there okay we're live on facebook so howdy guys everybody good morning Coming here from the big state of Texas, um, I'm up north in Dallas County. Woo, yay, big garland. Um, and I've got Scott Bauer here from our board of directors from big Victoria, Texas. I love Victoria, Scott, because it's got just the right amount of things. It's got like a mall, it's got a movie theater, <laughs> it's got like an olive garden, you know, all the essentials. Um, but then you go outside the city and you're in like rugged rural south texas it's a pretty cool place lots of longhorns down here mm -hmm. tell everybody a little bit about your family oh man it's uh what i live for obviously uh been married almost 23 years have five kids from 21 to 13 uh three boys two girls and uh we're in the craziness of life right now this season that we're in is just ooh, it just kind of blows your mind a lot of you guys have already walked through those seasons this is our first rodeo in it but uh just it's just non-stop action around our house so we do a lot with the youth and so we have tons of other people here all the time when people drive up they just think that i'm an auto dealer or something because we always have about 15 cars it seems like in our driveway so Anyway, life is fun, and uh, obviously family is what it's all about. That's right. That's right. So Scott's a small business owner or medium business owner or large business owner, whatever he wants to define himself, yeah. um, a lawn service company there in Victoria, and we're just privileged to have Scott on our board of directors. Scott got politically involved when his uh, best friend, Michael Cloud, decided to run for Congress. Give us a little bit of that background, Scott. That's been a fun journey because even before that, really just walking through his heart uh, over the years and kind of lean in that direction and then get more and more involved. And so, but whenever he felt the call and was confirmed by me and a lot of others, you know, in life that, that uh, to push towards, I just feel like he has a national voice. I still feel that way. I feel like, you know, it hasn't really even been used in that capacity quite yet, but um you know, your eyes are open to a whole, whole lot of whole different world and and really just a whole different world, even in the church. And so trying to merge those two, which is what Christian Engage does so well, um, giving people an on ramp and and making things simple for people to understand. It's a blessing and it has to be done. So that's where we're all in this together. And we all I believe even those on the call all have the same heart and um, and so it's been a it's been a great ride to to do with uh, with Michael over the years. And so I know it's only the beginning too. So we'll see. So Congressman Michael Cloud's on our advisory board. He is down in Corpus Christi, Victoria area, 13 counties, almost to Austin, to Bastrop County. So it's a really long 
uh, big district, but we're excited um, that he's on. And we've been in with Scott and Congressman Cloud, we were in seven churches this last year. So 27 churches total. Um, so yeah, we were busy. So we're getting going, um, booking churches again. So if you all have a church that you think we should come to, um, get me on the phone with your pastor. We'd love that. Uh, we, we have great programs and, and we can talk about prayer voting and engagement from a biblical perspective and give people hope in this time. Okay, let's dive into Psalm 6. Um, and while we're doing this, if you're in the chat or you're watching us on Facebook Live, uh, put in we're putting in how many times we've been on the Bible study this since we started this, the 1st of January. So if you've been on six times, put six. Uh, if you've been on five or four or three, or this is your first time, hey, tell us this is your first week on with us. That's why I love the book of Psalms. You can hop on anytime. It's not in chronological order. So you can ask a friend to join you at Monday morning Bible study, and we can just, um, you know, get back into the word of God. So Scott, why don't you go ahead and read us uh, Psalm six? I know you're reading out of the NIV. Okay. All right. Well, this is a fun psalm to read. Uh, <laughs> all right, I can't wait to talk about it. But it says, Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, O oh Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. Among the dead, no one proclaims your name. Who praises you from the grave? I am worn out from all of my groaning. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all of my foes. Away from me, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. And all my enemies will be overwhelmed with shame and anguish, and they will turn back and suddenly be put to shame. Ooh, okay. Um, this is one of the first Psalms of lament where, you know, we've kind of seen David experience some, some mourning and some, you know, different feelings uh, through the last five Psalms, but this is the full one that it's just all about what he feels and his enemies. <laughs> but I love how he comes to this place of faith in the midst of it. So kind of focusing in on this, um, David here, he's full of depression. He's full of anxiety. He's full of fear and sorrow. Um, I mean, can you imagine what this song would have sounded if he was actually singing it? I like to kind of imagine that it'd be one of these depressing songs that would never make it on the radio, you know, maybe like a country country music song or something, but there's constant themes in the laments of David um, that I want us to just look at real fast because I know some of us experience this um, and he kind of gives us, a, you know, he gives us permission to feel the pain of our life. Um, and it's absolutely fine to feel the pain. It's not good to wallow in the pain. It's not good to stay in the pain. But if we don't feel the pain, um, we can't move on. So he questions the Lord here in verse uh, one or two about how long, how long, God? Uh, I mean, that's a constant refrain. You know, how long the timing of God, God, how long is this going to continue? Come on. 
Uh, how long is 2020 going to continue, God? Is this going to be like through 2023? I don't know. Um, but he's questioning God on his timing and he's letting himself experience that impatience that he's got in his heart. He also declares his weariness and his tiredness in praying. You know, have you guys ever been there? Oh God, you know, I have, how many times have I cried out for this? My, my kid is continuing to rebel against God. I'm not saying my kid, but it could be your kid. Um, you know, you know, God, what is going on with this person that I just can't get breakthrough with? You know, when is this financial breakthrough going to happen? God, I'm tired. I'm weary with my groanings. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, when is this going to happen? Are you even hearing me, God? Um, and then he also acknowledges, you know, this physical reaction that he has in his body, which is these tears that constantly flow. I love to imagine David is this one that just can't stop crying. He's like this weeping prophet king, right? And tears are so powerful. You know, if you haven't cried lately, <laughs> I give you permission to cry because tears is, are so healing um, and they're what our body's designed to do when we feel deep emotions. If we're not having that reaction, then there's something hardened in our heart, right? And I, I've been in seasons like that where I couldn't cry. Uh, and then, you know, just praying, God, soften my heart, do something in my heart. And then all of a sudden, like the, the dam breaks, right? And you're like, <laughs> okay, can I stop crying now? This is where David was. He's like, can I stop crying now? Um, but, you know, he, he found hope in this transparent place because he realized that God heard his voice. Verse eight says, the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. Uh, I mean, man, that's so, so powerful as he acknowledges the Lord has heard the voice of his weeping. Um, and then he acknowledges here in verse one, you know, oh Lord, do not rebuke me in my anger nor chasten me in your hot displeasure. Okay. Sometimes pain comes to us naturally and sometimes pain comes to us because of the chastening of the Lord. Um, how many times have we inflicted pain upon ourselves by our own sin? Um, I would have to say many, many times, if we can be honest here. And, and a good father, as our heavenly father is, he's a good father. He's all about making us into the image of Christ, right? So, you know, Proverbs says, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction for whom the Lord loves. He corrects just as a father, the son in whom he delights. If he delights in you, he's going to correct you. Now, David's acknowledging here that part of his lament, part of his pain is his own doing, his own discipline that the Lord is putting upon him. And the Apostle Paul in, in Hebrews 12 quotes that scripture and then kind of lays out the painful process of chastening. He goes, now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. So, I mean, in the end, correction produces what we want it to produce. It produces the peaceful fruit of righteousness, and that's eternal. That's what it's all about. It's about 
producing the righteousness of Christ in us, right? So then um, verse four, let's skip to verse four. I want to kind of, this is kind of where I want to dive into for a minute before I turn it over to Scott. Return, O Lord, deliver me. Oh, save me for your mercy's sake. Okay, let's just stop there. Save me for your mercy's sake. Now, you know, David's highlighting a character, a very powerful character of God here, his mercy. And if anyone knew mercy, it was David. I mean, think about all the times he failed. Think about Bathsheba. I mean, who in the heck watches this woman on the, on the, <laughs> on the roof and then takes her and then kills her husband in battle, puts him on the front lines. I mean, that's a pretty hardened heart. I mean, David needed some mercy and God gave him mercy, right? So, you know, David's realizing he wasn't being left on the ash heap of history because God gave him mercy. So he's crying out here and saying, God, um, deliver me, God, save me from my enemies for your mercy's sake. Um, and we talked about this a little bit last week, um, the fame name of God, the reputation of God. He's saying, hey, God, he's acknowledging here his life is only as important as his relationship in connection with God. If he wasn't connected with God, his life had no importance. I mean, David had, was nothing without that relationship. So he's saying, God, for your mercy's sake, deliver me. Uh, for your name's sake, deliver me. Um, and then we go on to verse eight. It says, depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Um, you know, we can't avoid, we can't avoid trials. We can't avoid pain. We can't avoid um, times where we feel hopeless or even the discipline of the Lord. But we do have a choice. We can acknowledge by faith that God hears our prayers and we can run to the place of prayer um, where we know God hears us, right? And I love to study the all the people, um, the biblical characters in the Bible that had really high pressure lives and they ran to one place. They ran to the place of prayer. They put prayer on their calendar, right? They scheduled time with the Lord. I mean, here's Daniel. Daniel served for decades in the palace of the king. Uh, I mean, he endured multiple rulers in a foreign land in Babylon as a captive. Um, I mean, he had some brutal seasons. Like, remember the, you know, being thrown into the lion's den? I mean, that was pretty brutal. Um, but he kept his peace and he had wisdom and he had a place of authority that he could draw from because... Daniel 6 says, he knelt down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since his young days. So he found his authority, he found his voice in that place of prayer. You know, here you have Jesus, our greatest example, the son of God who lived out in humility, compassion. I mean, here's a man who did powerful miracles. Uh, he found his strength in one place. I mean, here the multitudes came after him and he kept running um, to this place of solitude. Um, and Mark 1 35 says now in the, in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitude place. And there he prayed. I mean, so much so that the disciples recognized that his power came from his prayer life. And they said in Luke, 
11, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. That, that's what we want to know because we're seeing that your power is coming from that place of prayer. And then finally, you have the Apostle Paul, who was like the largest church planner in the early church. I mean, man, in the midst of persecution, can you imagine planting as many churches as he did, uh, sowing so many seeds of the gospel into people as he did? Um, and I know all of us that study the Bible, like, go, man, if I could only be like the Apostle Paul, wow. I mean, here in the midst of suffering and persecution and lack, he is like, the gospel is flourishing because of Paul, right? But it came from a place, Acts 16, 16 says, and now it happened, they went to prayer. The early church went to prayer. They found the place where they knew God heard their prayers, right? And so even though this Psalm seems kind of depressing at first, I like to end with that promise that the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer, right? And that is our place of hope um, that we can cling to this week. And if you're in that place of pain or discipline or hurt, I mean, I'm going through a situation where one of my dear friends um, is, you know, possibly passing on to, to heaven in the next few days. Um, and it's painful. It's very painful, but acknowledging that pain and taking it to God and knowing that he hears our prayers is where our hope lies, right? So with that, I'm going to turn it over to the great Scott Bauer. <laughs> and I love this because we get to hear different points of view. And I guarantee you, God spoke to Scott something significant that he didn't speak to me. That's the beauty of studying the scriptures together. Go ahead, Scott. That is definitely the beauty of the body of Christ is we all need each other. We're all different shapes and sizes and, and viewpoints, but God is the center of us all. And, and the Holy Spirit is what works through us. And of course, the scripture comes alive. If you desire for the scripture to come alive, it comes alive. And this scripture, obviously, the first time I was like, Psalm 6, of all the Psalms for me to what? You know, <laughs> I mean, there's sorry, no. Scott, you know, I didn't plan it that way. <laughs> But, you know, honestly, you're just, in other words, Psalm 6 didn't have any highlights in my Bible or notes, you know what I mean, if y'all know what I mean. So that's a tough one. But but if you really dig into it, the more you just go, oh, my gosh, this is so real. This is so true. This is so applicable to my life and in seasons. And I have not, you know, I, I tell people, you know, in counseling different things, you know, we're all dealt a different deck of cards. I mean, that's just the truth. I, you can't help who your parents were and how they the choices they made, all of that stuff. And so we've all gone through stuff. You know, life is hard. Jesus was very clear about that. Um, and one thing with David that we all love is just, he just lets it all on the line. I mean, he throws every anything that he's thinking, he journals, he puts in there. And so in this Psalm, you really feel his heart. Um, a lot of things that you know, Lord, how much longer am I going to suffer? How much longer am I going to have to go through this trial? Lord, why, why is it so tough? You know, why are you actually, you know, being so mean? <laughs> you know, I feel like you're just, I, I can't bear it any longer. My body's weak. I just can't, I'm just so tired. I'm, I'm crying every, every night. I just, how much longer, Lord? One thing too, in Psalms, uh, in verse four, he says, return, O Lord, and deliver me. I mean, that's just right there is a powerful nugget because one of one of David's biggest cries, of course, we see that like in Psalms 51, you know, cast me not away from your presence, O Lord. But 
this is kind of the first lamenting song, like Bunny said, and this is right here. You see the, one of his biggest things that really brings tear to his eyes is realizing that God could depart from him, that God was, he couldn't feel his presence. And he, he just cried out to God, just saying, Lord, return to me. You know, I can't feel you right now and I have to feel you. I have to, I have to know you're there. And anyone that's walked with God, that's, that's walked this Christian faith has been in those moments where God stays silent and you don't understand because you're like, Lord, you're my, you're my dad. Um, you're Yahweh. You're everything in my life. And, and why can I not hear? I don't understand. And it's in times like that, that pruning takes place. You know, I was just, we were reading as a family, Matthew, fit, uh, Matthew 15, John 15. And we discussed that verse, uh, you know, where God says, look, you don't bear fruit, you know, stay attached to the vine. That was the biggest thing. And as you heard from Bunny's uh, talking, that was really what she was describing. Stay attached to the vine. Pray, pray, stay in an attitude of prayer, make time, schedule time, stay attached to the vine. But even being attached to the vine, God knows what you need and what, what, where those issues in life that you could be doing well. There's not even, you know, there was times in David's life where yes, sin caused consequences that caused chastisement, if you want to call that, the chastening hand of God to where sin will always bring consequence, some more vocal than others, so to speak. But but there's other times when you feel like you're just rocking and rolling and life is good. And man, you're, you're praying, you're loving, you're serving, you're doing all these things. And then bam, what happens? You're still attached to the vine, but what, what's going through. And then on top of that, a lot of times it's like, you, I can't hear, I don't feel, I don't understand what, what's going on. And I, I think back to Christ because, you know, the times when he had to fill himself up, when he did go away, uh, to get recharged. There's even times in the, 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 I think one of the saddest lines in the entire Bible is when he's on the cross and is given his spirit up and my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If you, if you can put yourself in those shoes and understand, I, we can't, we can't comprehend the agony that came from that separation when God, when he took on our sin and became that sacrifice for us. And so in those moments of silence, when we feel like where's God? I don't deserve this. I don't know. Just know that there's pruning that's taking place. You're still attached to the vine. Don't, don't give up that attachment. If, if David didn't care about his walk with God, none of this would have been written. He's saying, Lord, I, I need you. I want you return to me, uh, deliver me, you know? And then he, he brings up in the midst of all his tears and pain and all of that. He starts talking about God heard my prayer. God, God's mercies endure. God, is listening to me and my enemies they're you know depart from me you know those things in my life that that kind of wrapped up depart he, you know he's speaking a prophetic message saying you will not have me any longer i am free from these things and 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 then he he, he ends the psalm on rejoicing that they are gonna you know their plans are going to be foiled they're they're going to depart you know that they're not going to know what hit them so to speak and a lot of times you can see how he's he's building himself up in the word even when he doesn't feel like it. Those promises are there. Even when we feel like God is still silent, nothing's happening. I'm not feeling him. You just have to give yourself to, to that pruning 
process. The beautiful thing about pruning, and I know a little bit about this um, from what we do. I think it's funny how Bunny always introduced me like I'm Olan. So does, you know, half the nation, you know, but anyway, but anyway, God's blessed me in this little trade, but my heart is kingdom. Um, but pruning is a very uh, essential part of all landscape. And anyone that knows anything about their gardens or landscape or, or beds or whatever is if they don't prune, things get messy. They don't, they don't flower as much. There's not as many blooms. And so it's a process that has to be done if you want more fruit to come forth. And there is a process to it. There's just different ways of pruning different plants and stuff. But the biggest thing is that when Jesus is saying, hey, stay connected to the vine, and then there's pruning that takes place. Why? Because I love you. You're my child. That's what Hebrews 12 is a phenomenal chapter that I, I encourage you to read because it's just talking about the discipline of his children. And God loves us. He's a good father that puts us in those parts that we need to kind of work out that stuff in our heart or even in our minds where we don't quite understand or we don't know. And on the other end of that pruning process comes more fruit. So that's one thing I, I just want you guys to take heart this morning, rejoice in the fact that trouble is part of life. I was going to say earlier when I was saying deck of cards and God, you know, I, I was given a great family. I, there's a lot of things I don't understand that other people walk through, but I do know that God's judgment is righteous and he sees all, knows all. He, he takes all of those things into uh, consideration, so to speak, when he's working on your heart. And, and, but we all have to go through myself included moments where we just don't understand and we see God continuing to work and, and, uh, to see that pruning process take place. So good. Amen. I love tag team preaching with you, Scott. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, why don't you end us with, let's just pray some of the scripture, um, whatever God puts on your heart to pray over everybody. But I, I just want to, um, let me just start. And then you can, you can conclude us, okay? Um, but I just want to pray for our hearts to be uh, softened. Lord, we just thank you, God, that you're doing something in our hearts right now. And your word uh, softens our heart. It brings uh, clarity. And God, I just uh, pray that you just give us permission to feel, feel the pain of things that we're going through. Feel the pain of uh, separation um, from people, um, even you know, even this season, God, to just to feel some of the emotions of it, but yet we, we have hope that you hear our prayer. We, we can have joy and we can have peace and we can have hope in the midst of it um, because you're a good father. You're a good father. And for those, I feel just compelled to pray for those of you who haven't um, cried in a while, Lord, for the Lord to give you uh, tears, um, tears of healing, tears of joy, tears of peace. Um, tears of uh, just clarity, God. Lord, I just thank you for just softening our hearts, the place where our, our hearts have been, stony hearts, Lord, that you turn them into a heart of flesh. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for your word. And I just pray for my brothers and sisters out there that are listening to this, this morning message, Lord. And I just pray for hope in their lives, Lord, that Lord, that we could just be honest and transparent with you. You are a good father, Lord. You are, you care about us so deeply, Lord. And, and I just pray that we would throw our cares upon you for you care for us. Um, 
Lord, I also just pray that that those going through some things right now and just really just don't understand, Lord, would, would take hope, Lord, that they would continue to cut off those things in their life, those distractions or the the uh, disappointments or even the uh, unbelief, all of those things, Lord, that would go, that they would fall. And Lord, that they would speak forth your word and, and speak forth to those things that are trying to come against them. And Lord, just take stock that you see it all and you are right there with them, Lord, through it all. Lord, I just pray that we would all continue to give ourselves to the pruning process that comes yes. forth, that we would all bear more fruit. Oh God, this life, life is only a vapor. And Lord, I just pray that we live it to the full for your kingdom expansion. Lord, we just love you. And I speak a blessing over everyone today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Woo, man, this is rich, guys. Uh, I love going through the Bible chronologically because it forces you to deal with scriptures like this that you would never deal with any other place. So thank you guys for um, dealing with Psalm 6 with us today. <laughs> That was fun. Um, and, and again, share this Bible study with your friends, your family. Uh, we have some people in other states. We have a lady in Florida, uh, a lady in South Dakota watching this. Um, so, you know, you don't have to be in Texas to be a part of this Bible study. And I just want to highlight a couple uh, resources that we're doing. So every week before the Bible study, there are notes that go up on the weekly Bible study page. Okay. So you can print these off or if you're like technical and you've got, um, you know, an iPad that you can write on on a PDF, then you can while I'm teaching, you can fill out the answers to the questions or even after the Bible study, fill that out. It's another way to help get the information in and for it to impact your heart. And then the day after this Bible study. So tomorrow we always put up our our blog. So I've written a whole article based on my teaching um, because I have nothing else better to do um, every week. And so you can read that again because some of us are auditory learners and some of us are, you know, read and learn that way. So we want to help you digest the material however you best digest it. So audio, video, blog, and the notes. I mean, all that's going up every week on our weekly Bible study tab. So check that out. And if you happen to miss a week, hey, catch up. Um, that's so fun. And then if you haven't got my Psalms book, I know you can barely see it because it's yellow. Um, the glory is on it is what we always say. But if you haven't gotten this, this is my 10 favorite Psalms and there are extended articles in this. Um, and you can bless people with this, but we're giving this to everybody who helps Christians engage through the month of January and February. So if you go online and go, man, I'm just so blessed by this Bible study. Well, we're supported by individuals like you. And I know there's several people on this Bible study right now that really help us. And we are so thankful for your help. So if this is a blessing to your life and you want to sow into our ministry, we, Ian, will send this out to you this month, okay, as our blessing. And if you want additional copies, let us know. Okay. Um, Tuesday night, uh, real fast, Tuesday night, we are doing our Austin 101 class. It's free. Tracy Bradford, our vice president, the former president of Texas Eagle Forum, will be teaching an hour and a half class on the Texas legislative session and how to get involved with that. It is deep. Believe me, uh, Tracy and Ian and I have been working on this for a few weeks. So it is well worth the time and effort 
to come on that Tuesday night at six o'clock. So you can register online at the events page for free. And our on-ramp to political activism class is live for everybody now in the state of Texas. So if you haven't done that, that is well worth your time um, and kind of the beginning part to get involved in politics as a Christian. So anyway, love you guys. We will see you next week. Thanks, Scott. You bet. <laughs> okay, blessings to everybody. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is a production of Christians Engaged. We are a nonpartisan nonprofit that exists to awaken, motivate, and educate ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation regularly, vote in every election, and engage our hearts in some form of political activism. To learn more about us, please visit our website at christiansengaged.org. That's christiansengaged.org.